This is WLRN News. I'm Tim Paget, and this is the Latin America Report. Like Cuban music, Cuban art has a rich history, but surprisingly few books have been published about it, even though visual artists are at the forefront of Cuba's pro-democracy movement today. That's why one of the more notable works being presented at next week's Miami Book Fair is Picturing Cuba, Art, Culture, and Identity on the Island and in the Diaspora. The book, featuring essays and more than 40 color plates of Cuban art spanning more than 400 years, is edited by anthropologist Jorge Duani. He directs Florida International University's Cuban Research Institute, and he spoke with me about how picturing Cuba came together and what it says about Cuban identity, or Cubania. Jorge, thanks for talking with us. Sure, you're welcome. Why do you think there are relatively few books out there about the history of Cuban art? You'd think the architecture in Havana alone would create a robust interest. That's a good question. I mean, there are good works on individual painters like Wilfredo Lam and particular movements like the avant-garde movement in Havana in the 1930s and 40s. But I think this is actually quite distinct because it covers the colonial period under Spain the Republican period, and then the post-revolutionary period as well as the diaspora. So I think, to my mind, there isn't anything as comprehensive as this book. It may be that until now, it's been difficult to access many of these, for instance, old prints from the colonial period that we reproduce in our book, and then also to trace the historical development of collections that are now in Cuba or here in Miami and other parts of the world. Speaking of collections, you mentioned that one of the big drivers of this book was the donation of a major collection of Cuban art that Miami philanthropist Darlene and Jorge Perez made to FIU eight years ago. Yes, I think that's the beginning of the idea of holding several conferences on Cuban and Cuban American art, which we did in the last few years for teachers of the Miami-Dade public schools. And then I thought that it would be a more lasting legacy of that collection to put together a book that would make it more available, more accessible. But you're an anthropologist, not an art historian, and you told me perhaps the book's biggest driver was your own desire to understand how Cuba's national identity has evolved through art. More than a dozen experts contributed essays to picturing Cuba. What conclusions about Cubania, what it means to be Cuban, do you think they help us arrive at? Yes, and transnational identities, how people identify when they move to another country, like Cubans in Miami. And so I think the major conclusion is that there is no such thing as a fixed and essential Cuban identity. I've mentioned the avant-garde movement or the School of Havana in the 1940s when Cuban artists, they decided to focus on topics including Afro-Cuban culture, music, and religion. I think that's one point in which you see a transformation in the perspective on what it means to be Cuban. But there are many surprising conclusions. One essay by Maria Antonia Cabrera, which is quite original, deals with how the uh, image of the olive green used by Fidel Castro's guerrillas in the 1950s and the 1960s became fashionable and even chic. But then by the 1990s, many Cuban artists decided to use that same theme to criticize the Cuban government and to associate that olive green with repression, authoritarianism, and a military regime. One of the essays in Picturing Cuba calls Cuba a movable nation, and it includes an appraisal of Cuban art in the diaspora. How important has Cuban art abroad, especially in Miami, been to the development of art on the island? It's been crucial. I mean, there are now several generations of artists who have been creating in Cuba as well as in the United States and other parts like Spain. 
in the book, Lynette Bosch talks about the Cuban-American uh, exile vanguardia or avant-garde. These are artists like Humberto Calzada who really have continued this tradition of blending Cuban culture with uh, other cultures. Picturing Cuba also hopes to correct how overlooked Cuban women artists have been. Yes, our historian Carol Damien looks at this issue. She mentions artists like Amelia Peláez, one of the leaders in the Vanguardia movement of the 1930s and 40s, and there are many others who deserve more recognition. Thanks again, Jorge. Thank you. Jorge Duani edited Picturing Cuba. He'll present the book for the Miami Book Fair online next Tuesday at noon. You can find the link at WLRN.org. I'm Tim Paget in Miami. This is WLRN News.